Welcome to the Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast, where we are all about going beyond programs, beyond best practices, and beyond curriculum to recover and learn from our Wesleyan roots and to explore the foundations for small groups that produce disciples of Jesus Christ who in turn disciple others. My name is Scott Hughes and I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship here at Discipleship Ministries. And I'm Steve Manskar, Director of Wesleyan Leadership at Discipleship Ministries. And this is the second in a three-part series on covenant discipleship. And by way of introduction, I'm going to use kind of a cliche we probably all heard before. It's been said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yes. Now, where did you get that, Scott? The internet, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but that's true. It's true. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if I looked it up, I'd find out who that was. Um, but I think it rings very true for what we've been getting at, and in, in specifically with regard to covenant discipleship, that it's about creating a culture of discipleship and not just introducing a new program or a new curriculum into the life of a congregation that's sort of tangential, but is targeted towards changing the culture of a congregation. Am I, am I right with that? Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. It's about, you know, the, one of the goals is form, you know, to use David Lowe's Watson's, or we'll, we'll use, uh, well, Watson said it's, it's about shifting the culture of the congregation from a safe house church to an open house church, Interesting. or to put that in another way, yeah. from an attractional Ooh, I like that, yeah, okay. Getting away from that. To a missional Mm. a more missionally focused, uh, and the way Watson, David Watson would put it, um, Christ-centered congregation, mm. Mm. as opposed to a church-centered or a pastor-centered congregation. Yeah, interesting. Now, that, that's probably uh, an, an, another episode we should do sometime, is what does it mean to be missional? Right, I, I hear people oh, yes. talking about yeah, being we missional. We definitely need to do that. Yeah, and and when I sort of dig deeper, what do you mean by that? It's that, like that word has become a jargon that is that, <laughs> yeah. that that means anything anybody wants it to mean. That's right. I mean, everybody likes saying we're a missional church, right. but it has no real clue what that actually looks like. Exactly. Um, and I'm doing some reading up on that, uh, with your help um, now. So yeah, we should we should do that sometime. Is that word and how that relates to small group ministry? So. We'll do that. We're going to forego our baseball, usual baseball conversation. I mean, I know you want to gloat some more about your twins. Uh, my Braves stink, so twins I don't want to talk about it. five and one. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, well, today we've got a great interview. We are interviewing one of the persons within our own Covenant Discipleship Group, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think we brought up with our audience that you and I are in a covenant discipleship group. Yeah, full disclosure. Yeah, <laughs> um, we meet on Thursday mornings. Yep. Um, and it's you and me and our guest. Yep. That we've interviewed today for today, Chris Wilterdink. Yep. And our friend Taylor Burton Edwards and colleague Taylor Burton Edwards. Liturgy man. Liturgy man. And Tom Albin. Yep. Who we've uh, had on the podcast the room, who we've had on the podcast, and someone else that we maybe should 
plan on having on the podcast is, um, even though he works for General Board of Higher Education and Ministry, is David Martinez. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to bring a very different perspective to this conversation. So Chris uh, has written a companion book called Everyday Disciples, Covenant Discipleship with Youth, um, that we certainly highly recommend. Um, And Chris is the Director of Program Development in the United States for Young People's Ministry, which is a division of Discipleship Ministries. Chris has been the Director of Youth Ministries at St. Luke's United Methodist St. Luke's United Methodist Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, which sounds like a wonderful place. I don't know where that is, but it sounds just like I need to be there. But, you know, that's what I think of Colorado. Um, so he's been a youth, uh, a youth pastor for many years. And so here's our conversation with Chris. Chris, you use one of my least favorite John Wesley quotes in your book, and I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. It says, Beware you, not, beware you be not swallowed up in books. An ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge. I am a book lover, so I've never liked that quote from John Wesley. But your point of using that, I take it, is that uh, this is not about gaining more information, covenant discipleship for youth. It's not a, another curriculum. And I asked that question to Steve last time, so I'm going to throw it out to you. Why is well, Everyday Disciples and Covenant Discipleship for Youth, why is it not another curriculum or program? Yeah, good question. I... Um could either have used that quote or something from the primitive physic, right? Which uh, this was probably the better choice because John Wesley's cure for baldness was not a good suggestion. (laughs) However... I could use that. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of us could, really. Um, Yeah. Covenant discipleship, um, in talking with Steve and learning more about it and participating in it myself, um, is not necessarily about the acquiring of new knowledge, right? Uh, it seems to be much more about a willingness for disciples to walk alongside each other, make promises to each other, and be intentional about their faith development with each other and and hold each other accountable to what it is that they want to experience or do as a group. Um, So it's not like a Bible study. It's not a curriculum that you're consuming. Uh, Rather, it is uh, a group that you organize, that you craft, that you shape, and then that guides the activities you decide to participate in related to faith formation. Um, and the reason I think that's really important for youth, especially in the context of a larger church, right. is uh, has to do with how churches recognize spiritual maturity in young people. Um, that it's not necessarily about acquiring all the knowledge and being able to spit the answers back. Uh, I would love to make the case, and I think I do make some of the case in Covenant Discipleship with Youth, that... Uh, the actions that you choose and how you live say much more than mm. the knowledge that you could regurgitate when called upon. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to let Steve ask a question. Well, just listening to this, your response to, uh, to Scott's first question, and, and it just dawned on me that all three of us are in the same covenant discipleship group. <laughs> That is true. That, that meets on Thursday morning. Transparency. Uh, yeah. That's all we can say about that, though. <laughs> the first rule of Covenant Discipleship Group is don't talk about Covenant Discipleship Group. No, that's it's, not. It's like Fight Club, that way. <laughs> we don't share what's shared in the group. We can talk about the group. But so the question that came to my mind as I was listening to you know this excellent response that you gave to, to Scott's question was, 
you know, the way I think about it is it's, you know, you use the language of faith formation. Um, and so what came to my mind is the way I think about it is it's about forming habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so would you w- agree with that, that that's it's that in part of the the purpose of the covenant and the the regular meetings and the the accountability that happens in those meetings is to help you know in the case of youth to help them to form uh spiritual ha- habits of the means of grace of spiritual spiritual disciplines yeah would that be fair yeah yeah i think uh, i think that's exactly right and uh, the title of the book is everyday disciples yeah and that idea came about through some of our conversations and some other reading uh, that everyday people doing everyday things mm-hmm. in an everyday way ends up creating world-transforming disciples, right? If that's what the church is supposed to develop and create, you know, disciples of Jesus Christ who can transform the world, that if we do everyday things in a habit-forming uh, way, then the small things that we do add up over the course of a lifetime on our journey towards Christian perfection, uh, which is another term that I'm sure in terms of Wesleyan theology and discipleship, we could do a whole other thing on. Sure. Um, that yeah. people should not be afraid of the idea of Christian perfection from the Wesleyan perspective because well, we're wh- always doing a little something to move towards it. And what, it, what you know, another way of putting that because perfection tends to put people off right, with yeah. that word. Yeah, and you is we get could say that it's as well. Christian yeah. maturity. Sure. You know right. what we what we definitely want from youth is maturity and adults. And, well, yes, adults also. <laughs> um, so another question is, uh, and, and I think I know the answer to this, but I just for the purpose of our audience, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, in my interview that I did with Scott about my book, um, Disciples Making Disciples, um, we talk about the general rule of discipleship. So first of all, does the youth model use the general rule of discipleship? And if they do, then how do they use it? Can you ask that question again? Sorry. Does the youth group, does a youth covenant subject group Yes start and use the, is there a covenant that, the, I know they write a covenant, um, is it shaped by the general rule of discipleship? And, and just, f- I'll refresh our audience that what that is, is to witness to Jesus Christ in the world and to follow his teachings through acts of compassion, justice, worship, and devotion under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, just like in a sort of standard covenant discipleship group with adults, uh, youth and the participants who make up the group, whether the group is purely youth or a combination of youth and adults or even youth, adults, and children, if they're, if a congregation is getting really creative, um, the participants in that group form the covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look at that general rule of discipleship, and we kind of come at it from the lens of also encouraging people to live a life of balanced discipleship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once you get into those categories, when you're looking at the acts of piety and the acts of mercy, right, right. those things that we do to stay in love with God, piety, right. those things that we do to stay in love uh, or show our love for neighbor, mercy, right that we should do a combination of those things as we seek to live out our balanced life. And so there is a a section in Everyday Disciples that um, highlights and kind of breaks down what the activities are 
within those acts of piety and mercy mm -hmm. so that a group can build themselves a balanced covenant and hopefully live into uh, a combination of things that develop them, um, well, spiritually from that piece of piety and that piece of mercy sure. equally. Yeah. Great. Um, one more question. Yes, you there in the front. To, to yes. Scott. How is a, co a covenant discipleship with youth, how is that different than like the group that we're all in? An adult, a group with all adults. How is a youth group different than an adult group? Sure. Uh, well, there's a there's a couple of different very specific ways that uh, a covenant discipleship group with youth is different. Uh, first off is uh, whether there's the president, presence of adults or not in the group. Uh, adults can be in covenant discipleship groups with youth, um, but if you're going to have adults in there, you should have two of them because that helps a church live into safe sanctuaries policies. That's important. Um, where you don't just have one adult in a one-on-one -on -one situation with a youth at any point or a small group of youth, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one way. You can also have youth who are kind of developed and earmarked as guides uh, is what I call them in everyday disciples. And a, a youth person, a youth who is leading a covenant discipleship group with other youth would not be on the same level as a class leader um, as you would refer to them in, in covenant discipleship, right? Um, they would not be on that level in terms of training or expertise or expected load-bearing in the community, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but you can equip and train youth to be able to convene these groups on their own. So that's one piece. Uh, another piece is uh, there really has to be some good education around um, confidentiality, what stays within the group and what doesn't stay in the group. Um, because keeping confidence within a covenant discipleship group is one of the cornerstones of it, right? Like building trust and building those relationships is very important mm -hmm. as you grow spiritually. However, there will be cases with youth and youth need to be educated about, um, you know, if there's a situation that someone is going to cause harm to themselves or harm to another person, that's a time to break the confidence and gotcha. bring an adult into the conversation, right? Yeah. Um, so there's some of those pieces that are a little bit different. So I'm glad you touched on confidentiality. As I was uh, looking over the book, uh, there were some things that stuck out to me as I was trying to think about how, how youth groups would go about using this. And some of the, there's two pieces in particular beyond the confidentiality, confidentiality that stuck out as I think would be really important for, for youth ministers, for youth programs. And that was in covenant discipleship that it offers a place of belonging and that the use of covenants provide a structure for the group, that even though you're, you're not using a curricula, mm -hmm. right, and that may seem scary for some folks that, you know, we don't have a, you know, ask this question and then ask this question, followed up by this question, and read this verse and fill in these, fill in the blanks and that sort of thing. That can be a crutch. You do have a lot of structure that's in there, and it does provide a place for belonging that I think uh, for a lot of youth, that's what they're looking for. So can you say a little more about those pieces? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the structure piece actually would relate to Steve's earlier question about habits, right, yeah, and the absolutely. formation of those things. Yeah. Um, that it would feel very unfamiliar at first and perhaps very unguided and mm -hmm. different than a piece of curricula that you have a script that the leader sure. is following, right? Um, however, in building a covenant, there is the uh, preamble to it, right? There's the start. There's a little prayer, a little um, piece that you say at the beginning as a group every time that you get together. Okay. And then you work your way through the covenant, um, reporting on how things since your last in-person meeting went, right? 
um, and then a closing prayer and closing guidance. So there is a, a rhythm and a habit to it that I think um, builds familiarity and makes things feel more comfortable the more in the habit you get of being in the group, right? Uh, in terms of belonging, um, that's a really, really interesting one because yes, young people, um, youth, young adults, I, and I would say most people, I think, are yeah, looking true. for places of belonging, true. right? Um, if we were to come at this from like um, the creation of an identity kind of angle, mm. um, w young people are asking questions about who am I, where do I belong, and what's my purpose? Right. And um, covenant discipleship groups can really actually help answer or help young people discover answers to all three of those questions. Um, so the idea of belonging um, really takes root in a covenant discipleship group when it's run well, because covenant discipleship groups are a place where the person judging you is you. Ooh, that's good. Right? The yeah, judgment like does not come from other members of the group. The other members of the group are there to support you in your growth. Um, and so it's a place where you can be honest and be hard on yourself oh, I like that. and feel safe that other people aren't going to be hard on you as well, right? Is that making yeah. some oh, sense? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I mean, I think sometimes the standard of what we think a Christian is supposed to be like is this sort of projection in our head versus comparing ourselves to, to what Jesus is calling us individually to, right? And we, we have that. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Let me ask another question because youth are busy, right? They're going everywhere. I've got yes. a 13 year old and, um, and I see with his friends, especially they're going from this event to that event. How does this make, or, or does, is there room? Can you talk about how uh, those using this might also supplement it with online spaces? Sure. That's a great question. Um, and Steve can probably attest to some of this as well, that part of the habit formation is regular meetings, right? Um, and covenant discipleship, usually calls for a weekly in-person meeting. And some youth may be able to do that. Some youth may not be able to do that because of the schedules that they keep. Uh, however, I do think that young people are very, very connected. Um, yeah. Very connected. In fact, <laughs> you have sometimes. to make them hang things up sometimes, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Like Wi-Fi is at the bottom of the hierarchy of needs and then everything else after that. <laughs> um, so young people are very connected, and um, in some ways, those social media connections or you know texting social media connections um, can really complement the trust that's built in a covenant discipleship group by giving people regular access to communication and check-ins with each other. Gotcha. Um, the the core of covenant discipleship group time is: here's our covenant, here's how it's going for me, here's what I'm really going to be working on. Let's pray for each other. Yeah, that's good. And that is an element that can be carried over, I think, into regular connections that young mm -hmm. people are very adept at, you know, going from a conversation that starts online and yes. bringing it in person and then taking it out. And that's not to say that, that you know, online communication or texting can completely replace the in-person gathering because I think that that still remains a, a pretty core element of a covenant discipleship group. Um, but when we use the word regularity, you know, like figure out, does a weekly meeting work for my youth? Mm. Is it every two weeks? Okay. Uh, is it every three? And if it is something like every two or every three, how do we encourage regular connection and support between those in-person meetings? Yeah. Because when you don't check in, you fall out of the habit, right. and then there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So with uh, Steve, we talked about covenant discipleship as primarily directed to, to the leaders of the congregation. Right. So my question for you is, is this directed for the, the leaders in the youth group or would this be for anyone in the youth group? Uh, well, I think it's kind of a both and, really. Um, 
and even if it's a church that doesn't have what they would call a youth group, right? Like if it's a youth ministry or if there are two youth or mm. one youth or mm. three youth, uh, it is something that anybody can participate in. Uh, I was up in uh, Wisconsin at uh, Pine Lake Camp um, back in March of this year presenting on covenant discipleship. And many of the churches that were there had, you know, five or six youth that were a part of their churches. And so covenant discipleship for them was going to become the cornerstone of how their youth connected and were in relationship with each other. It was going to come and really be the complement to any fun, let's go bowling, oh, let's see a movie, let's, you know, do these other yeah, sure. community building things, but then let's do some real intentional faith formation with each other. Yeah. Um, which is a really, really neat thing to be able to do. Now, if you were a larger church and you wanted to develop some leaders or you know, put out the call to people that would want to dive a little bit deeper and take a different tact uh, in terms of learning about themselves and their own faith development, um, it can also work in a larger church where you create these you know, smaller groups of six or seven youth oh, okay. to be able to connect with each other that way. All right, good. So one last question for me. Um, one of the things I've always found interesting about the youth program is when a church offers confirmation kids sort of just come out of the woodwork like all of a sudden these kids just show up right they're not part of the youth program you might not even see them on sunday mornings but all of a sudden we offer confirmation and kids just show up how might uh, covenant discipleship for youth how might that uh, supplement and build on what happens in confirmation it's a great question uh, you know, in confirmation, I've seen, I mean, there's several different models of it, right? Like one of the beauties of the United Methodist Church, I think, is there is not like the confirmation program that everyone does. Um, it's very unique to the context that everyone are in. Yeah. Uh, there is a central tenant to confirmation that has to do with connecting youth to the larger body of the church. Yes. And some churches go about that through like mentoring and trying to figure out prayer partners or other kind of mentors to walk with youth as they go through confirmation. Uh, others use kind of small group leaders and those pieces. But covenant discipleship really could come along and be one of those things that helps develop relationships within the larger community. Uh, I talk a little bit in the book about uh, covenant discipleship groups being uh, intergenerational if you want them to be. Yeah, they can be a nice space for adults, youth, and children um, to connect with, it, with each other and hold each other accountable to the you know, covenant that they wrote with each other. Yeah. Um, the other piece that I really think about in terms of confirmation is looking at, uh, again, balanced discipleship and that idea of what it means to um, have multiple areas of activity okay. that you seek to be engaged in as you become a full member of the church. Often, you know, you do the confirmation service and what youth will remember is the prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Um, and they'll maybe forget the rest of the promises that are out there. Um, but there's a lot of promises that are a part of that thing. Um, and when you're looking at baptismal vows or confirmation vows where you're remembering your baptism, uh, there's vows and promises that the congregation is making to guide and be in relationship with these young people as they seek out spiritual maturity. So I think covenant discipleship can be a real, real uh, positive ingredient in that mixture. Yeah, that's the point that I wanted to bring up. And you, you, you got there <laughs> that covenant discipleship, one of its real contributions to the life of the of the congregation and to and to the members is it's a very practical means of helping individuals and the congregation live out the baptismal covenant. Yep. You know, to live our baptismal vocation, uh, to be followers 
and representatives of Christ in the world, right? That's one of the vows that we make when we when we're baptized and when we when we affirm our baptism and when kids are confirmed. They answer that question. I will. Yeah. Yeah. And so covenant sapleship, I think, is is a way of uh real practical, concrete way of provide you know, providing that to them uh, as a means to live their baptismal uh, covenant. Right. I, I feel like it puts some meat on the bones of those promises. Like, yeah, sure, I'm going to go out into the world, and but without the practical, tangible, this is a way you can do that, um, I think young people can kind of stall out and be like, yes, I said I would, but I don't know what that question even really means. You know? Yeah. Which is true for adults as well. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, we, <laughs> we have all kind of members who never show up for a church anymore and are just off and adrift and, and need that concrete way of being a disciple. That's, that's why I want to end this by just saying to both of you, uh, my admiration for you and respect for you and how much I appreciate the work that you've done to help people see how to be a disciple in concrete ways in their life, in their congregation. So thanks. Scott, thank you. Steve, thank you. So that was some great words from Chris, and I hope our listeners were, will share this episode in particular with their pastors and their youth pastors so they can see how uh, Everyday Disciples relates to their youth program. And there's some real gems in what Chris said, and I'm going to let you pick up on, on some of those, Steve. And uh, there was one that we talked about beforehand about how, uh, you know, I asked Chris about if this was just uh, for leaders within the youth group, and you had a really good point to, to build on that, so I'm going to let you... I'm not going to steal your thunder there. Um, what were you going to add to that? Well, it, it is certainly, you know, Covenant Subship with you certainly will develop youth, some of the youth, as into leaders for the youth group, particularly right. in a larger congregation. Right, uh, sure. And even in a smaller congregation, you, the, the certain kids that could just, that w- and I've seen this happen because I've pastored smaller congregations, mm. and I've seen covenant discipleship really help young men and women really blossom into leaders that yeah. they never thought they could. Yeah. But it also produces youth can be leaders in congregations. Yeah, that's a great point. And so it, it also develops, you know, it the the covenant the youth covenant discipleship group has the potential for forming youth as leaders for the congregation. Yeah to help the congregation, you know, to serve, help the congregation be faithful to its mission of making right. disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world and to, to live as representatives of Christ, yeah. with Christ in the world. And so a youth covenant subject group certainly, and, it, and they do, form you know, youth that can serve faithfully mm. on the church council because if I remember my book of discipline correctly, <laughs> right. you're supposed to have at least, at one, least one or more youth on your church council. That's right. And you need kids that are mature, yep. who can show up for the meetings and contribute to the meetings. And understand a balanced understanding of discipleship, which right. Chris brought up and the, very right, well. They bring that understanding of discipleship and not just because they're articulate and you know, good with being hanging, being with adults. Right. They, they have something uh, to contribute. And I think that's so important that the youth group is not tangential to, right. to what happens. And, and 
I know there's been some study on this recently that, you know, we see all kind of numbers about once youth graduate from high school, they're just gone from congregational life. And part of it, I think, is but we've overprogrammed it, right? Once they graduate, they're looking for the next program to now join. Whereas when covenant discipleship is integrated in the life of a congregation, uh, those who are doing the youth part of that, and they get integrated into the life of the church, they're much less likely to leave congregations once they graduate. Well, right, because if they've been in a covenant discipleship group in their youth group, part of their covenant is usually, typically, one of the clauses has, I will participate in worship. Right. Worship then, regular participation in worship becomes a habit. Yeah. Because that's really, and we talk about, we touch on that a little bit in, in the conversation with Chris, that yeah. what covenant discipleship does is it forms holy habits. Yes. And you get these habits formed in the young people and the youth. Yeah. They're much less likely to leave. Yeah. After they graduate from high school or college. Um, but, well, it, typically a lot of times w- they, they do leave when they graduate. They go off sure, to college. Sure, sure. Um, but hopefully they're going to be, per- they're going to find a congregation. Where they go. Where they go because they form right. these habits. That's right. And, and to clarify what I was trying to say earlier, which I didn't do very good at, and that is uh, studies have shown that it's, youth who are participating in the life of a congregation that tend to stick better yeah. following graduation than those who who are not integrated into the leadership of the church. Yeah. So that's well, really important. In the co- they also form relationships with the adult leaders. Mm, true. That true. Well, may not probably won't be, you know, blood relatives. Yeah. You know, they're they're responsible Hopefully. adults who are are leaders themselves in the congregation that the, the, the youth have a relationship with them. Yeah. So one last point I'll, I'll let you build on, and then we're going to wrap up. And, and that is uh, you named one more distinction between the adult and the youth, because youth have a different calendar in how oh, they do things. Yeah. So quickly state that, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, we, we didn't have time to get into this with Chris in the interview. And it, just real quickly, what I've heard in, in conversations I've had with uh, youth ministers, and also campus ministers okay. yeah. where that ha- include covenant discipleship as part of their ministry. That a big, a difference that, and it's, and it's by virtue of the nature of the schedules of yeah, just different that are in school yeah. of students, yeah. that you have to structure the schedule of the, the covenant discipleship around, you know, typically what I've, you know, heard from, youth ministers and campus ministers is they organize the covenant subject groups by semester. Okay, that makes sense. Because the kids, the kids, the young, the youth, and the college students, the students' schedules change every yeah. semester. And so wh- how they, the timing of their group has got to be, some, a lot of times it's different from, you know, one semester to another. Yep. And so you can't expect a youth covered subject right. group be to run with the same kids in it for a whole year yeah because it's probably not going to happen right and, and it's okay and it's okay yeah and, and it t- and i think there's a lot to be learned there for the kids and, and anyway so one of the things i look forward to i think is our next conversation with melanie gordon and i think one of the 
topics we'll hit in that is how covenant discipleship can be intergenerational. I know Chris mentioned it, and I think yeah. we'll get into a little more of that yeah. in our next episode. So our, our giveaway winner this time is Preston Barnes. Preston is a leader at uh, Douglasville United Methodist Church. He hit us up on Facebook, so we'll make sure and give a giveaway to... Uh, I know Preston, he's a good friend, so i got to put that out there. Uh, full transparency, Preston. You've got some 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 goodies coming your way, some swag. So I, I'm seeing a trend here. I know we need some people who aren't our friends. Right. <laughs> we need to hear some from people who who we've never met before. Not that we're looking for enemies, but right. <laughs> just people we're not quite as familiar with. Uh, so do look us up. You can find our web our emails on our website umcdiscipleship.org. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Rev Scott's tweets. And Steve, where can people find you? On Twitter, I am at S Manskar, at S M A N S K A R. And I'm also at adult or at UMC Adult Form. You can find us there. So uh, we look forward to interacting with you. Look forward to your questions and your comments. And until next time, peace. Small Groups in the Wesleyan Way podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.